بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهديه الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشد ولا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد 
فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد وفقان حميد بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الناس تقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به وأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا وقال تعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون وقال تعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوز العظيم صدق الله العظيم فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير هدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضرات في النار أما بعد I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that just as he has gathered us here today on this day of Jum'ah may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gather us along with our families in Jannah Firdaus al-A'la in the companionship of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his sahaba ameen ya rabbal alameen when Ibrahim alayhi salam was in Mecca he made a dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rabbana wabaath fihim rasulam minhum yatlu alayhim ayatik wa yuallimuhumul kitab wal hikmata wa yuzakihim. He asked for a prophet who would teach the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He would teach them his lifestyle and he would purify people. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as a result of this dua, sent none other than Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And the Qur'an makes it very clear and explicit that one of the key objectives of the life of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam was to purify people. Not only did he provide us things that we can purify ourselves, but he purified those around him. And hence, we have the Qur'an, we have the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ to constantly purify our hearts till the last breath of our life. And the reality is, brothers and sisters, that when it comes to tazkiyatun nafs, when it comes to the purification of the heart, either we are working hard to come close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to become a slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or we are working hard to become the slave of something else besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is what the journey of Tazkiyah is throughout entire life. But a person may ask that if I want to start this journey of Tazkiyah to Nafs, where do I begin with? Because that is the question that many of us have. I don't know where to start from. I don't know when to start. So when we talk about starting from a particular place, it always starts off with one particular concept. If you want to make a change in your life, you have to go back to this concept. If you want to make a lifestyle change, you have to go back to this concept. If you want to bring improvement in your life, you have to go back to this concept. And this concept is a concept that existed within the Prophet ﷺ. It existed within the Sahaba ﷺ until today. It exists within every single major person, whether they are, especially those who are successful, those who are great entrepreneurs, those who have achieved a lot in this dunya, even they do this every single time. And this concept and this idea 
is known as muhasaba take an account of yourself and what muhasaba is is reflection muhasaba is introspection muhasaba is taking an account of ourselves muhasaba is asking ourselves the difficult questions muhasaba is putting ourselves in a tough situation and muhasaba is that we are trying to make a better future for ourselves a man once came to Umar bin Khattab and there was a time of the day when Umar bin Khattab was busy with the affairs of Khilafah and there was a part of the day which was considered his own personal time. A man came at a time when that was a part of the day where Umar ibn Khattab gave himself that personal time. This is not when he was addressing the affairs of Khilafah. This is not the time when he's trying to resolve disputes within the community or addressing the guests who have come from outside. This is his personal time. A man came to him in his personal time and he began to complain. Umar al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala he had a, a whip next to him or a lash and he picked it up or a stick and he picked it up and he hit that person and he told that person very angrily that when I am busy with the affairs of Khilafah you don't come to me then but now when I'm busy with my own personal affairs now you come to me and then this person he went away Umar Khattab radiallahu an realizing realizing that he has done something that is wrong he called this person back and he says that, I, you came to me because I am the Khalifa. Who else would you go to in your particular situation? Here is the stick, here is the lash of the whip. Whatever I did to you, I want you to do the same thing back to me. This man said that, I forgive you, I let this matter go for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Umar al-Khattab radiallahu anhu said that either you, right now, either you let this go for the sake of Allah or take your haqq, I will not get upset with you. And this man said, I forgive you, I let this go, I let this matter go for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Umar al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala he went home, he prayed two rakah salat, and he began to engage in some self-criticism. He began to engage in some retrospection. He began to engage in some accountability of himself. He says, Yabn al-Khattab, he says, Kunta He goes, You were low, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala elevated your status. He then says, You were astray, you were misguided. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave you guidance. He says, And you were weak, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave you izza, Allah gave you honor and dignity. And then he says that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made you a khalifa. فَأَتَى رَجُلٌ يَسْتَعِينُ بِكَ عَلَى دَفْعِ الظُّلْمِ A man has come to you. He's talking to himself. A man came to you. And he's asking your help because someone did zulm upon him. And you did zulm upon him in return. What will you say to Allah tomorrow on the day of judgment? This is, brothers and sisters, Umar Khattab giving us a practical demonstration of what muhasaba actually means. Because the question that we need to ask ourselves 
when it comes to muhasaba is that when is the last time you and I, we sat down and did our muhasaba of the haram things that you and I, we are committing in our life? Or the sins that you and I, we are committing on a daily basis? We are so obsessed about others, as the Quran says, you are continuously giving other people advice. You're telling other people what to do, but you completely forget about yourself. And I talked about this a few weeks ago, that especially in our community, there are so many people who say, I'm religious, I'm religious. There's a problem with everyone else. And subhanAllah, those people who are obsessed with saying, I am religious, I am the one who's religious, I do everything according to the Quran and Sunnah, Subhanallah, those are the ones you don't find the Qur'an and Sunnah in their life. Their life is contradictory to the Qur'an and the Sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. How many times have you and I, we have done muhasaba about our own spiritual development? How many times you and I, we have done muhasaba about the situation that is going on in Gaza? Because the reason I'm bringing this up also is because we have a nature within our Muslim community. When the situation occurs, when the calamity strikes, we are very much emotional. We take action right away. But ask yourself right now, what are we doing right now? We all made a change in some capacity when the situation occurred in Gaza with our brothers and sisters in Gaza. And we sometimes, some of us made a change in our life that for their sake, I'm going to come close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We as a Muslim ummah, we need to come closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we were making some sort of lifestyle changes, if you know what I mean. But what has happened since then? Have we stuck to those changes or not? Are we that Muslim community that we are reactionary, but we are not proactive? What are we doing for our brothers and sisters? That is a time where we need to do muhasaba. Every year we find the same situation. Last year people were celebrating the beginning of 2023. This year people are celebrating the, birth, uh, the beginning of 2024. Next year is going to be 2025 and just keeps on going on. How can we make sure that this year is better than last year? How can we make sure that every single month that January is better than the, last, than the last month. How can we ensure that this next week is better than this week? This all brothers and sisters requires muhasaba and that's exactly what it is, taking account of ourselves. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when we talk about this idea of reflection, this idea of thinking, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala highlights this in the Quran in Surah Al-Hashr. He says, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّقُوا اللَّهَ وَالْتَنْظُرْ نَفْسٌ مَا قَدَّمَتْ لِغَدٍ Oh you people who believe. This is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addressing us. Not mankind, addressing us. And Ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu says, that when Allah says, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا you make sure you lend your ears to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Lend your heart to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He says, اتَّقُوا اللَّهَ وَالْتَنْظُرْ نَفْسٌ مَا قَدَّمَتْ لِغَدٍ that first of all, be conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and take into consideration, think about what we have done for the future. And often when Allah talks about ghad in the Qur'an, often when Allah talks about, not every single time, but often when He talks about ghad in the Qur'an, it's about the hereafter. It's about the next bigger stage in our life. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He's telling us that this is about muhasaba. Think about what we have done for the akhirah. How many of us we've actually sat down on a daily basis? We'll do the muhasaba of our credit card accounts, we'll do the muhasaba of our bank accounts, of our, of, of our, our retirement accounts and so forth. How many of us have actually sat down and done muhasaba of our hereafter life? That if I were to pass away today, if I were to pass away today, the questions in the grave, the questions in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah has already given us the questions. We ask ourselves this one simple question, that if Allah were to hold me accountable, and if I were to be standing before Allah, Allah has already given me the questions, do I have the answer to those questions? That requires muhasaba. And that is why there's another quote of Umar Khattab radiallahu anhu. He says, Hasibu anfusakum qabla an That hold yourself accountable. Audit yourself before you are audited. You know when we talk about auditing, the only thing that usually comes to our mind is taxes and Uncle Sam. That's the only thing that usually comes to our mind. Making sure that all of our tax records, all of our documents are pretty good and so forth. Making sure that there's no red flags in there and so forth. What about the red flags within our own book of deeds that will become exposed before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? You can fool Uncle Sam, but you can't, we can't fool Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We all have to stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take an account of us. And then he says that فَإِنَّهُ أَهْوَنُ عَلَيْكُمْ فِي الْحِسَابِ غَدًا أَن تُحَاسَبُوا أَنفُسَكُمُ الْيَوْمِ that it is easier to do your own muhasaba today. It is easier to hold yourself accountable today. Because if I hold myself accountable today, and I see that I am failing, I can still make amends. But in the hereafter, there is no amends. When a man says, رَبَّنَا أَبَصَرْنَا وَسَمِعْنَا فَرْجِعْنَا نَعْمَلْ صَالِحًا إِنَّا مُقِنُونَ He would say, Ya Allah, just return me back to this dunya. I will do whatever you want. No, khalas, the door is closed. And that is why, brothers and sisters, the reality is that when we don't do muhasaba in our life, then we eventually, as the ulama, they explain that we will slowly and gradually fall into the state of ghafla. Ghafla basically means heedlessness. You have no idea. We have no idea why we are in this dunya. What is our goal of life? What is the objective of life? So when there is a lack of muhasaba, there is that a person will eventually come to the point of ghafla in their life and when they fall into the state of ghafla and heedlessness eventually they will forget about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and when you forget about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then you forget about your true purpose in life and you forget about even your yourself that is why it all starts off with muhasaba if I don't know that I have a disease if I don't know have a, I have a disease and the disease grows in my body, there's no way to fix it. That's why we go to physicals. That's why we go to our doctors and our physicians for muhasaba purposes to see everything is okay or not. But once again, if we don't go into this retrospection stage of our life, we don't do this on a daily basis, then eventually as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, فَطَالَ عَلَيْهِمُ الْأَمَدُ فَقَسَتْ قُلُوبُهُمْ and the Qur'an says that there was a long time, a long period that passed over them. And the ulama, they explain that Allah here is talking about the people of the past. They were given the book of Allah, but there was a long time that passed. What was that long time? Long time of holding themselves accountable, 
of retrospection, of accountability. There was nothing in their life, and as a result, their hearts deviated from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So now that we understand it is so important to hold ourselves accountable, the next thing is, what are the steps to hold ourselves accountable? The very first thing that when it comes to holding ourselves accountable, brothers and sisters, is that we have to be truly honest with ourselves. That is why Ibn Qayyim, he says, that when it comes to others, you apply husnul dhan. But when it comes to yourself, when it comes to holding yourself accountable, there is no husnul dhan. There's only su'ul dhan. We have to be tough on ourselves. I'm not saying tough to the point that we realize or we think that there is no hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But no, we have to be honest with ourselves. No one knows ourselves than, better than we know ourselves. We know the sins that you and I, we have committed on our own. We have skeletons in our closet as they say that no one knows about, but we know about those kind of things. We need to be sitting down and asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for guidance and for help. And we need to be honest with ourselves. There was a time where even when we know that we're doing something that is wrong, if we're not honest with ourselves, this will be the begin of, the, of our spiritual decay. And this is why we find even in the story of Shaytan, Shaytan was a great knowledgeable person. I mean, he was a great knowledgeable jinn. And he was amongst the malaika, meaning that he was within the malaika, even though he is still classified as a jinn. But because of his knowledge, because of his ilm, he was in the company of the other angels. But he also, when he was asked, why aren't you, make, why aren't you making sajda to Adam alayhi salam? For him, it was about his ego. Because when ego gets into the way, you're not able to see the truth. That is why when it comes to muhasaba, we got to put aside our ego. This is not about us comparing ourselves to someone else. This is us holding ourselves accountable before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He holds ourselves accountable. So the very first step when it comes to muhasaba is that we have to be truly honest with ourselves. Let's not sugarcoat anything in our life. If I'm doing something that is haram, I need to own up to that haram. If I'm committing a sin, I need to own up to that sin. If there is a weakness in my life I need to own up to that weakness one of the biggest issues today within many people is that we want to put the blame on everyone else I'm today this situation because of someone else no we have to take account of ourselves the second thing in, in when we talk about muhasaba is that we need to constantly have hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala too. We cannot view our situation as a hopeless case. Yes, we may be committing haram. Yes, we may be committing sins, but there's always hope, especially when we turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is why we find also the story of Hamdala radiallahu ta'ala an, where he thought that when I'm with the Prophet alayhi salam is as if I'm in the Akhirah, but when I go home, I'm preoccupied with my family and so forth. And hence, he thought that he was a munafiq. He met Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu. Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu had a similar, had a similar predicament. And they both went to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And the Prophet alayhi wasallam said, no, that's not the case. When you're with your family, of course you have to take care of your family affairs. But when you are with me and you are in this spiritual state, this is absolutely normal, but you are not a munafiq. So this is here, Rasulullah trying to instill hope within them that do not ever feel, do not put yourself that low even when you do commit a sin. And the last thing that is very important when it comes to the steps of muhasaba is that we take practical steps. 
Practical steps means that we cannot change ourselves overnight. Make slow and steady changes in our life. We cannot change overnight, we change over time. So this is why these are some few steps. Once again, being honest with ourselves. Number two, having hope in Allah. And number three is taking practical steps. Now the last question is, in what areas of my life do I hold myself accountable? And there are a few areas that I'm going to share with you today. And every single day, honestly, brothers and sisters, we need to sit down and ask ourselves these four areas of our life. The first one is, when it comes to the haram, when it comes to the, the limits of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, am I crossing those limits or not? That is one area of muhasab that you and I, we need to do. Subhanallah, there are so many of our brothers and sisters who are engaged with riba. There are so many brothers and sisters that are engaged with drinking. Yes, this is, I'm not talking about outside communities. Let's own up to our problems. If you think that drinking is only a problem outside, no, it's happening today within our own Muslim community. There is drugs that is taking place in our own Muslim community. There is zina that is taking at a high level within our own Muslim community. Let's not focus on others. Let's just focus on ourselves. Ask ourselves. I can fool everyone, but if I'm still committing that haram, I cannot fool Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Who am I fooling? I have to stand before Allah. We all have to stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so that is why we need to always be cognizant about these kind of things. That what are the, the, the haram things, the sins that we are committing? Number two is that as far as our obligations are concerned, what are my obligations? My obligations include Salat. What are my obligations? To fast in the month of Ramadan. What are my obligations? To show akhlaq to others. What are my obligations? To fulfill the rights of everyone in my family. What are my obligations? To fulfill everything that's in the Quran and Sunnah. We cannot cherry pick from the Quran and the Sunnah. That when we like, we take what we like and we leave what we like. Um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, This is exactly what Bani Israel did. They cherry picked from their books. We cannot cherry pick from the Quran. When Allah says, Enter into deen completely and in totality. This is not a place where we can cherry pick. So if there's a place in our deen that I have a responsibility towards, I need to fulfill my responsibility. Number three is, this is something very important, and especially I want our youth to please listen to me very carefully, that you need to do your muhasaba, especially, especially when it comes to time. Especially when it comes to time. So many of our youth are wasting four or five hours a day in just entertainment. Six hours a day where they're playing and connecting with others on so, on, on, uh, on, through gaming and so forth. Or sitting on social media and they want to be friends with the entire world. They want to have everyone on their Snapchat page or on their Instagram page. They want to be friends with as many people as they can. In fact, so many youth, are they take pride. I have 23,000 followers. I have 46,000 followers. No one cares if you have that many followers. Ask yourself, what benefit is that giving you? What benefit is that bringing us? Take an account of your time. 
my young brothers and sisters, please be careful. When you waste three, four hours a day, even if you waste three hours a day, which is something very common, that comes out to be 21 hours a week. That means that in your one day, and that means throughout one week, you are wasting one day on things that are not going to benefit you in this, in this dunya or the akhirah. So that is why, brothers and sisters, especially our young brothers and sisters, you are young. There's so much good that you can do. There's so much that you can contribute to. Do not waste your time. Yes, you want to go and find out what's on social media, social media? Fine, no problem. But do not waste hours and hours on end on social media. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us the ability to do our muhasaba before Allah does our, our muhasaba, our hisab. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us ability to to think about these kind of things and to 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 engage and uh, with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to hold ourselves accountable and to be honest with ourselves. Amin Rabbil Alameen. Barakallahu lana wa lakum fi Qur'an azim wa lafa'ana wa iyaakum la tiwa dhikri al-hakim. Astaghfirullah li wa lakum wa yisai muslimin fastaghfiru innahu al-ghafur rahim. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد الله سبحانه وتعالى في القرآن يقول اقرأ كتابك read your book what do you mean our book mean that you and I we are the author of our own book. We have a book of deeds. It's blank. We are writing and we are the author of our own books. A new year has started. This new year has 12 chapters and this, this new year, try to think of it as a book. It has 12 chapters and it has 365 pages. What will be your story this year? Are you going to be better? Are we going to be better than last year? Or are we going to be the same thing? We have to ask ourselves, what are you going to write in that book for this year? That's the question I'm going to leave for all of you today. And I want you to think about whatever goes in that book. It's not based on whoever, whoever, whoever else does anything. We are the author of our own book. So you ask yourselves, each one of you here, each one of us here, we all are authors of our book. What will be in that book for 2024? You have to answer that for yourself, inshallah. So I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us tawfiq inshallah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us a, a life that we can come close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala take us from this dunya when he is most pleased with us. Ameen ya rabbal alameen. Allahumma ansul islam wal muslimin. Allahumma ansul islam wal muslimin fi kulli makan. Allahumma ansulna ala man khalafana. Wahfad biladana wa aslih awladana. Washfi marudana wa afi mubtalana. Warham mawtana. وخذ بأيدينا إلى كل خير وعصمنا من كل شر واحفظنا من كل ضير اللهم قسمنا من خشيتك ما تحول به به بيننا وبين معصيتك ومن طاعتك ما تبلغنا به جنتك ومن يقين ما تهون بعينا مصائب الدنيا ومتعنا بأسماعنا وأبصارنا وقواتنا ما حيتنا وجعله الوائث منا وجعل ثأرنا على من ظلمنا وانصرنا على من عادانا ولا تجعل مصيبتنا في دينا ولا تجعل الدنيا أكبر همنا ولا مبلغ علمنا ولا إلى النار مصيرنا وما تسلط علينا من لا يرحمنا اللهم إنا نسألك علما نافعا وعملا متقبلا ورزقا واسعا وشفاء من كل داء اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من علم لا ينفع ومن قلب لا يخشع 
ومن نفس لا تشبع ومن دعاء لا يستجاب أمي رب العالمين إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء المنكر والبغي يعيذكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروني أذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تكفرون أقم الصلاة Straight lines, fill in the gaps. Um, brothers in the lobby area, please make sure the rows are straight. Brothers in the uh, multipurpose hall, please make sure the rows are straight. Please make sure the rows are complete. If you see any space in front of you, please fill up the space. Sisters, please make sure the rows are straight and the rows are complete. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah, Ashhadu anna Muhammadar Rasulullah. حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله Allahu Akbar. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. Maliki Yawmiddin. Iyaka na'abudu wa iyaka nasta'een. Ihdina al-sirata al-mustaqeem. Sirata al-lazina an'amta alayhim. غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله ولتنظر نفس ما قدمت لغد واتقوا الله إن الله خبير بما تعملون ولا تكونوا كالذين نسوا الله فأنساهم أنفسهم أولئك هم الفاسقون لا يستوي أصحاب النار وأصحاب الجنة أصحاب الجنة هم الفائزون لو أنزلنا هذا القرآن على جبل لرأيته خاشعا لرأيته خاشعا متصدعا من خشية الله وتلك الأمثال نضربها للناس لعلهم يتفكرون الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده Allahu Akbar. 
الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين هو الله الذي لا إله إلا هو عالم الغيب والشهادة هو الرحمن الرحيم هو الله الذي لا إله إلا هو الملك القدوس السلام المؤمن المهيمن العزيز الجبار المتكبر سبحان الله عما يشركون هو الله الخالق البارئ المصور له الأسماء الحسنى يسبح له ما في السماوات والأرض وهو العزيز الحكيم الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله استغفر الله استغفر الله استغفر الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته please remain seated we have a beautiful shahada إن شاء الله Today, uh, what's so beautiful about this Shahada is that it's a family Shahada. <laughs> Allahu Akbar. So Brother G and his wife, they're taking Shahada. When you hear that, that does not mean that two individuals became Muslims. That means generations of Muslims are about to start. This is one of the beauty of someone taking shahada. How about a couple? Because we all know when you and your spouse are on the same page, things will become very easy. So it's not like he's taking shahada and he has to take another two, three months to convince his wife. MashaAllah, his wife upstairs is ready also, inshaAllah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, Brother G, uh, his name is very hard, so I told him, let me call you G. I took the first letter only. <laughs> and how, what do you think? Look at this. Beautiful, right? <laughs> so just tell the brothers and the sisters, inshallah, what attracted you to, to Islam. You can bring it closer. So, um, probably about 10 years ago, I was in um, Istanbul, Turkey, um, for a wedding. Um, and um, I was in the hotel, uh, dead asleep, early in the morning. I, uh, I call a prayer. I don't know the exact word. Oh, the, or the, the okay. Um, <laughs> I heard it. I was dead asleep, and I started sobbing and crying uncontrollably. And um, uh, I basically said I, I didn't know what to do. Um, kind of struggled with this emotion for years. Um, spoke to people about it, but um, it eventually led me here. <laughs> First time I hear the story. So he heard the adhan in the hotel in Turkey, and subhanAllah, that was one of the reasons to bring him here. Allahu Akbar, subhanAllah. So, you ready? Yes. All right. Ashhadu. Ashhadu. Allah. Allah. Ilaha. Ilaha. Illa. Illa. Allah. Allah. Wa. Wa. Ashhadu. Ashhadu. Anna. Anna. Muhammadan. 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 Muhammad. Muhammad. Rasulu, Rasulu, Allah, Allah. I bear witness, I bear witness that, that there is none worthy of worship, none worthy of worship, except Allah, except Allah. And I bear witness, and I bear witness that Muhammad, that Muhammad, peace be upon him, peace be upon him, is his final messenger, is his final messenger. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Alhamdulillah, Rabbi. Let's take care of the sister. Sister, are you ready? Yes. Allahu Akbar, alhamdulillah, Allahu Akbar. What a beautiful way to start the year, huh? <laughs> All right, sister, repeat after me, inshallah. Ashhadu. Ashhadu. Allah. Allah. Ilaha. Ilaha. Illa. Illa. Allah. Allah. Wa. Wa. Ashhadu. Ashhadu. Anna. Anna. Muhammadan. Muhammadan. Rasulu. Rasulu. Allah. Allah. She did better than you. <laughs> <laughs> I bear witness. I bear witness that, that there is none, there is none worthy, of worship worthy of worship except Allah. Except Allah. And I bear witness, I bear witness that Muhammad, Muhammad peace, be upon him, peace be upon him is his final messenger. Is his final messenger. Allahu Akbar. <laughs> Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. The sister wanted to do it in private. I literally begged her to come and do it in public. So, uh, alhamdulillah, Rabbi Ameen. So, sister, show her, please, the love and the care and give her a lot of hugs. And uh, are you ready for some hugs? Sure. Yalla, ya shabab. Jazakallah khair, Brother Mas'ud. Uh, Brother Mas'ud is the one who brought them here. And inshallah, he will be taking care of him. And Sister Sultana will be taking care of the sister.